Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. We roll on on a Thursday here on... Uh... Hook them up with Ian Rod B. Our five-hour morning conversation. Always heard on 101.9 FM, AM 1260. Of course, streaming. Always at uh, hornfm.com. Make sure you tell, tell a friend about that Horn app. I always tell folks, you know, if you have that Horn app downloaded your phone, you can share it. Yeah. I didn't know that you told me that, actually. Yeah. You the first one that told me that. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. You just send it to people. Yeah, just like sending something. Somebody's just... complaining about something, or you're like, oh, man, you know, listen to this conversation. Just send it. Go and on. just hold it down. And then it'll say share app, and then you share the app. It also, it will say remove the app. Do not remove the app. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't remove the app. No, you don't want to do but that. But you can share it. You share it with your friends, your whole group. Just, hey, listen, this is where you hear, hook them up. Whatever happened to hook them up with Ian Rod B? Well, it's on the Horn app. If you can you find go. it, you can't uh, get it to tune in right on 101.9 or AM 1260. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. There you go. And we appreciate that. Speaking of pay it forward, it, uh, I just mentioned on the way to the timeout, it's a big day in high school athletics because uh, today is the day, February 1st, that the uh, 2024 through 2026 UIL district realignments are announced. Uh, so every two years, they realign the districts based on school population, and there's always some changes. And I just saw the 6A drop. Uh-oh. And, Ty, you can help me with this, but I don't think there's a ton of change. I will say that in District 26, 6A, oh, which, is, which is Austin High, Austin Aikens, Austin Bowie, Austin Lake, Travis, Austin Westlake, Del Valley, and Dripping Springs – the big uh, change is that Buda Johnson is now not in that district. They were before. Now they are in a district with Cibolo, Steel, Comal Canyon, Converse, Judson, San Antonio Central, San Marcos, and Schertz Clements. So Buda Johnson, the 6A school here in, uh, uh, in Hayes County there in the Buda School District, because uh, you have Buda Johnson, you have Hayes High School, and you have Lehman. Mm-hmm. Those two are 5A. Buda Johnson is the 6A school. They're going south. <clears throat> yeah, They're no longer that. in the same district with Lake Travis and Westlake. Okay, but, I see that. Uh, Cibolo Steel, so they'll be having some road trips, Buda Johnson, uh, which is interesting. And I, I think District 25, by the way, Buda Johnson is going to be in District 29. Yeah, so it's a Region 4, right? Where all yeah, Region Central 4. Central Texas, San Antonio That's right, schools? in okay. the 6A. I got you. And then – Ty, you can correct me on this, uh, but District 25, I think, remains pretty much the same with Vandergrift, Cedar Park, Vista Ridge, Hutto, Manor, Round Rock, Round Rock, McNeil, Round Rock, Stony Point, Round Rock, Westwood, Restwood, and Round Rock, Cedar Ridge. It doesn't seem like a lot of change. Doesn't seem like it. I'm with you. Uh, that's a big one. That's the, the big one I noticed immediately was Buta Johnson. And now we'll see when the 5A are released because there are 5A schools in this area. So we'll, we'll follow that as it goes. And obviously that's for you, you know, got youngsters playing sports. You obviously would like to know that. By the way, that Buta Johnson is for football and basketball. Yes. So, it's got football and 20. Yes, yeah, football and basketball. And they got a volleyball one that's separate. Like, so I'll tell well, look, look at for UAL. So it's for, for, for this move to District 29 for Buta Johnson, it's 2024 through 2026 for football and 2024-25 for basketball. So it sounds like it may change again for basketball the next year. Good. So yeah. – 
you weren't confused, now you're really confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's – and this is boys only too, right? Is that boys only? I want to say the one I'm looking at says boys – well, now just for certain ones, it'll say boys only too. Like, yeah, it, for certain ones. It says like a little asterisk at the top. So you're right. A lot of this stuff could change because then there's a volleyball one that I'm looking at now that's totally different. Now, uh, meanwhile – A little bit different. And I will say this, that uh, in, D, in district – excuse me, in, in the conference 5A level – yeah, I'm not even going to read these because some of them are just basketball. This I know just, they, they're very they're very specific. They're not. <laughs> yeah, they 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 seem like I don't know. Maybe I could ask uh, someone. They may have done this before, but yeah, they got a volleyball one and now girls only. So they may be different for different sports. Check your local listings. <laughs> Check your local listings. You can, there's a UIL account you can follow yes. at, at UIL Texas in the Twitterverse, and it basically just lists all of them. It just boom. They they just uh they tweeted out all the district realignments. And they're doing it like real time right now, and it's a ton of them. So they must be getting there must be more specificity now with these realignments because it used to just be you got a new district and you play all your sports in the, the new district, but I don't well, think that's the case anymore. Well, I know when my uh, my son played baseball at Hayes, uh, and for his middle two years when he was a junior, a sophomore and a junior. Uh, Hayes got shifted into a district where we had to drive all the way to North Austin, all the way out to all the. Uh, you know, the, the Vista Ridges and the Leanders and the yeah. – I mean, because you had to find another five. It was brutal. I mean, think about it because as a sophomore, he was on JV, and we had to get to, like, Leander for a 5 o'clock JV game. So they don't consider – <laughs> So they don't consider proximity at all. Well, maybe it's As much not, as they can. Maybe it's lower down on the priority well, list, Well, so if you're down in Hayes County, you're either going south or you're going north yeah. to find other 5A and 6A schools. Yeah, because that's that big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, to close to, yeah, you're right. It's a good point because they got to find the five, eight, six, eight matchups. And I would safe to say I was a disgruntled dad because it just my my kids grew up playing against kids who played at Aikens and you know Bowie and Dripping Spring. They might have known. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's who they grew up playing with. Well, now we're tri- we're driving up to play Leander, yeah. <laughs> and we're playing Vista Ridge. That's and, a good point. Which you know it's just the way it goes. It's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. But um, yeah, that just it's the way the the state is growing, and so that'll be out today. Um, you'll probably see more about it for if you have youngsters playing high school sports or will be playing high school sports in the future. Oh, it matters. That's all coming out today. Yeah, you said it. A lot of parents are like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> drive all over the place. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, we yeah. would, I mean, and you got, you know, I, we have other kids who are trying to go, how are we going to get all the way out to Leander for a junior varsity a baseball game mm. and, and truck across town yeah. uh, from, from Hayes all so the way. You got to get to know some other parents, huh? And be like, hey, man, can you do some uh, – Oh, carpools, yeah, 100%. Car pools. <laughs> well, and of course, you want to make all the games, but at the same time, work and jobs and things. And other kids? And other kids that have <laughs> activities. Uh, so, yeah, and that was the thing. Like, we would go past – I just remember we'd go past Bowie. I mean, you go past Aikens. You go past all these schools, and you're not playing them. Yeah. Austin High, you're not, and you're not playing them in your district. You're going all the way up to – Great Northwest Williamson County to play 5A junior feel, varsity just baseball. It weird because, yeah, I remember the, the district was all the schools that were kind of close. Yes. In proximity or at least right there. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah. that is not the case anymore. Yeah, you're right because it's the growth of the state. And just in, and in certain areas. pockets of, yeah. the, of the metro areas that grow faster than others. And uh, it's not an easy job. I know I've talked to our friend Craig Way about that many times, and he's so close with the UIL. It is a puzzle to put together in the state of Texas. There are so many high schools and – uh, it's, it's a, it, you know, athletics is a passion, obviously. So keep an eye on that today. That is out as of this morning, nine o'clock being released. And I think up there by, uh, somewhere here in Austin, uh, I think at the headquarters of the UIL, that's where all the coaches have to go to find out their alignment, what oh, they're going to be in. Okay. And they get, they pick it up firsthand okay. and then they immediately start trying to schedule games. 
non-conference games, non-district. Oh games. yeah, because you're right. You got to get those in now, quick <laughs> yeah. before it fills up. Because now you may be in a new con- new district, so yeah. now you got to schedule some games for next fall, and yeah, it'll be kind of chaotic. But uh, for the next four twenty four forty eight hours, and I believe Texas has more high schools than any other state too. So that's why it makes it so complicated, right? Texas has way. I mean, when you look at it, just the sheer ge- geography of the state, um, and like you said, the amount, the population booms in the state too. So the fastest growing cities. It, I think that's why it's just so such an expansive, uh, such an undertaking to try to realign all these schools and match them up together. All right, Rod will have a rant here coming up. It's good stuff. We'll have some uh, who said that for the end of the hour as we're talking all things uh, football and with the coaching carousel continuing. Uh, somebody on the text line says, across town is good. Try going from, um, oh, no, where did it go? This is ER. I remember my kids were in Leander Band, and we had to drive down there one year. That was a pain. This says, across town is good. Try going from Taylor to Lampasas, then Lampasas to Madisonville and Navasota. I hated that district of high school. <laughs> No, I really, yeah, I, I can't relate really because I don't even know. This was this is a new thing uh, in terms of realignment. I, they weren't. I don't remember much realignment when I was playing. Oh, we did, we did. You did uh, yeah, because yeah, well, I, I was out in Cyprus. I went yeah. to Cy Creek. I guess I was in NHISD, and everything pretty much sticks the same. Right yeah, there. you were sitting. And city now, kid. but now they have changed it though because some of the schools have it's really shrinked. They shrunk, right? And a lot of the schools have lost a lot of their a lot of population, population drops, so, yep. uh, in those areas, so that's why they realigned. But well, I didn't have to deal with that at all. Well, so. When when I you know you go four years so depending on how your years yours are yours was growth growth mine yours was, growth. was growth from the side schools the side schools because one of the year one of the, the the areas we were just I'm trying to think we were in, in had we, we were in there with the Klein schools mm-hmm. that makes sense you know Cy, Cy Creek Cy yeah, Fair yeah. Jersey Village mm-hmm. Klein Klein O Klein yeah. Forest uh, and then they they divided it and they split it again there was a year we we had A uh, and M consolidated was in our district think about that wow A and M consolidated. And I think Katie. That doesn't make sense proximity-wise yeah. at all. Well, so we had to travel up there for, you know, sports. But I always felt bad for the a because they had to travel down for everything. Yeah. For, I mean, that's a good hour and a half at the time. And the, you know, now it's an easier drive than they have because the roads have been built to, up into College Station. Um, you know, if they're through Magnolia and Tomball and all that. Uh, but it wasn't then. I mean, you're driving two-lane roads trying to get yeah. up to College Station. Uh, not easy, and so yeah, we we made that bus trip, and I this is how much growth is happening in Houston, and this is back in the, you know, I was in high school from eighty eight to ninety one, uh, or eighty seven to ninety one. So we also had a year where we we had we, we were in Katie's district because we were, but Katie was the only school in Katie, mm-hmm. and yep, they had grown, that. and it was. I mean, you want to talk about driving out through cornfields to try to get to Katie, Texas, yeah. from where I was at in Cyprus, crazy. Yeah, um, now you got the Beltway and everything. Like, oh my gosh! Now they have the <laughs> toll. Yeah, the Beltway ninety nine. You got what five other K five six of the Katy High Schools oh, out oh, there. Oh no, yeah, six or seven now. <laughs> Katy High School. It's crazy, and that's only. Well, I'm old. I'm officially old, but yeah, that was twenty. No, because I, I think I remember ago. when Katy was like the only one too. I think I remember around that time. Oh my gosh, and it was yeah. a haul. I remember on the butt being on the old Yellow Dog. Where, where are we going? <laughs> God, Lee, children of the corn out here. Yeah, what right. is happening? Well, they was they was hey, they was corn fed out there. I can tell you right there. We played Katie in the playoffs every day. Oh, twice twice in my uh, high school career, and we beat them once actually. Pulled the upset one year. Damn, felt damn good too. Then we had North Shore waiting. So this is uh, yeah, San, San 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 Angelo Central Class ninety six traveled to Midland, Odessa, and Lubbock. Whoa, West Texas cruising. Yeah, uh, this is. Did y'all hear the big F one news? Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari in twenty twenty five. Yeah, that has dropped today. Lewis Hamilton's been with Mercedes in F1 forever, and now he's going to Ferrari. Um, I'd say we live in Cedar Park, girls' soccer district with Hayes Lehman and Lockhart. Brutal drive 
two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived it. I lived it, and uh, good luck with that. And one other note, this says, uh, guys, on your golf conversation, uh, somebody says Phil Mickelson is owed an apology by a lot of people. Looks like PGA Tour had the money all along. Let me just say, PGA Tour didn't have the, the funds that, that Phil – they may not – they may have had more than what they said. But, but this, they had this, access to it, though. Yes. They had access to people with the funds, and they never pursued it. That's correct. That's kind of the point he's making. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate. Or do did they pursue it and there wasn't interest? I don't know. That's true. And you're right. Maybe the the live guys showed these other billionaires showed them the way. Yeah. That hey, no, they want to own golf. Why can't we own golf? That's right. And it's like, well, let's do it. And and that would be the question for the people who run PGA Tour. Did you try and it wasn't there, or or the interest wasn't there, or were you just closed minded to the kind of like the NCAA? Mm-hmm. The whole idea exactly. of it. Exactly. Um, Pompous and arrogant and stuck in your ways. Yeah. Um, but either way, it took the, the disruptor to change it. Uh, so we'll take your thoughts on all of these things that we're kicking around. We're also talking Dan Quinn. Is Dan Quinn at some point today going to be named the new head coach of the Washington Commanders? He had another interview yesterday, and uh, we'll certainly be working the got the six-screen TVs on here, Rod. We're watching to see if some news is flashes and Dan Quinn is the guy. I haven't he, seen anything other than Dan Quinn as a front-runner forward, really. Me too. Right. I wonder if they're. I mean, it's one of those things. Once you make your pick, you better better go. Uh, because I think they were. They, I don't think. I, I don't think. I'm sure they were stunned when Ben Johnson declined them. Uh, that was their plan. Yeah. And uh, you know, not see that coming. And Dan Quinn could be Plan B. That's another way he kind of relates rates to Pete Carroll, right? Mm-hmm. Because only because when Dan remember when Pete Carroll's hired at USC, he was not the first choice. He was he was like the third or fourth choice. Okay. Um, at USC, and obviously it ended up working out pretty good. And I compared him to Pete Carroll with his energy and just the way he, uh, he relates you know, to people. Relates to people. Co- player, he's very player he's friendly. Players chemistry. Love him. Yeah, players love him. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's real, you know, jumping up and down and doing his thing. I think that's that that connects with players. Uh, and then of course you know Dan Quinn was a head coach, got fired. I wonder if in his second try he'll have a better opportunity, just like Pete Carroll did at USC and then at Seattle. Like when he, he you know he was a, a coach in New England. New England, it didn't go great. Yeah. And then he ends up at USC and becomes a legend. So I don't know that with Dan Quinn, but we'll see. Hey, can we uh, get Rod's second rant of this morning? He does two a morning at 9.15 and – excuse me, 7.15 and 9.15. Let's get it. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it, it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. I got a couple of uh, items that I want to hit here just really quickly while we have some time. Okay, so I, t- I said earlier, and I went through this earlier, I wanted to talk about Tavondre Sweat. And really talk about Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Both of those guys are trending right now, and I think the reason they're trending is because of something that I, I brought up before, and it's, a, it's an NFL uh, kind of pattern that's developing uh, in the league. And I think it has over the last four or five years, and I think it's going to make Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy a lot of money. Now, Byron Murphy is trending toward being the first Longhorn drafted. Um, you hear Dane Brugler tweet about him that he has all the, the physical tools, whether it be a pass, as a pass rusher or a run stuffer. He thinks he's been the most consistent interior defense alignment in the country. So a lot of mock drafts now have Byron Murphy trending toward being a top 20 pick. And after watching some of the highlights from the Senior Bowl, even I was texting one man, uh, Mark Henry, 
Andre about it, too. Uh, and he even talked about how, you know, Tavondre Sweat looks like right now, um, you know, he's, he's going to make some money. He's making himself some money. A lot of highlights in the senior bowl of him moving other offensive linemen against their will, putting guys on their back, uh, just showing a rare mix of size and combination of speed and power. That's why he won the Allen Trophy. But it, these two guys are trending, and I think that Tamontre Sweat will cement himself as being an early second-round pick. Uh, and, hell, man, who knows? Depending on how the draft goes, maybe somebody really loves him in the back of the first round there, and they don't want some other team to get to him. But we know Byron Murphy's going to end up being a first-round pick. And I went and looked up the top highest-paid defensive players in all the NFL. I think most people will be surprised to hear this. Half of them are interior defensive linemen. If you take the top 16 highest-paid defensive players – um, who are basically based on annual average salary, it's eight of the 16 are defensive tackles, interior defensive linemen. If you look at the 12 highest paid defensive players based on guaranteed salary in the NFL uh, in 2023, six of the top 12 defensive tackles, interior D linemen. And you're thinking to yourself, that's not a premium position. It's not. Usually that's corner. That's edge rusher. Um, and those are the other two positions that occupy the top highest paid defenders in the NFL for 2023. But it's interesting, lately, this trend has developed of teams paying and really, I think, well-deserving uh, interior defensive linemen a lot of money. And the reason is simple, because the, the NFL now is playing more what we call light boxes. A light box is when you have fewer defenders all right, in the box than you do blockers. And you're taking that extra defender – uh, those extra resources on defense, allocating them to the passing game. So you're basically protecting, you're giving up the run to protect against the pass. And this is an analytically driven movement. Essentially, analytics has revealed that the most efficient football play on offense are passing plays. And the most inefficient plays are running plays. It almost goes back to Bill Walsh, too, as well. Bill Walsh's favorite stat was explosive play, explosive play margin. And the most explosive plays come from passing plays. If you want to limit the explosive plays in the passing game, force a team to march the length of the field by running the football, and that's going to take them more plays to do it. They may get down there, but instead of taking them six or seven plays to get down the field, it'll take them uh, 10 to 11 to 12 plays to get down the field. And Bill Walsh will always say, well, human error there's a good chance that human error will bite you in the rear right? uh, if you have to have double-digit double play drives to score touchdowns and to score points. At one point, you'll have a holding call, or the quarterback will be off, or the receiver will slip, or somebody will miss a block. Human error will kick in because offense is based on precision and execution. And at one point, one of those 11 guys is not going to be precise. They're not going to execute well, and that puts you behind the chains, and ultimately the odds will flip in favor of the defense. So Bill Walsh always said the way to get around having to have double-digit play drives is to have chunk yardage plays, explosive plays, then you have a four- and a five-play drive, and it's easier to be perfect for four or five plays than it is to be perfect for 14 plays. That's it in a nutshell. So it, with that kind of understanding, the NFL decided we want to play more two high-shell coverages, two deep safeties, and you want to have a, a lighter box to defend and run, almost inviting teams to run the football. And I went and got some, uh, some notes for you. If you look at two high safety rates since 2018, 2018 it was at 37%. 2019, two high safeties, 40%. 2020, 
2020, 42%, 2021, 44%. You get what I'm saying, right? Uh, the, 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 the more modern uh, the defenses become, they are deciding, all right, you know what, we rather protect against the pass and we'll rally to the run. And they want to create one-on-one matchups in the run game and they want to be able to have two-on-one matchups in the pass game. Essentially, they want to win the numbers advantage in pass defense and allow you, invite you, to, 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 to hand off the football against a light box and try to win one-on-one matchups up front. Getting back to the one-on-one matchups, this is where your Tavondre Sweats and your Byron Murphys come in. So if you're playing with a lighter box, and it, it is most rudimentary form, football is a numbers game, right? You're trying to win the numbers battle at the point of attack. Well, how are you going to win the numbers battle when they have more numbers than you do? If you're a defense, you have a lighter box. That's when you want a guy like Tavondre Sweat, a guy like Byron Murphy, uh, essentially defenders in the front on your defense line, interior defenders that demand double teams. Or essentially, they're so massive, right? They have so much mass, they're a man and a half. That's Tavondre Sweat. He's a, he's a human and a half up there. And that's how you start to win the numbers advantage again. You flip the numbers back in your favor when Tavondre Sweat can demand the double team up front. Well, my light box actually now can be effective because it takes two of your guys to block my one, and now my numbers advantage starts to flip back in my favor because then we got one. Then I'm creating one-on-ones on the outside. Right? That are one-on-ones on that front, whether it be on the edge or whether it be in the interior, if they have to block one of your guys with two. That's the key, and that's why Tavondre Sweat's making the money. That's why a lot of these defensive tackles, your Aaron Donalds, Quentin Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard, Leonard Williams, uh, DeForest Buckner, Javon, Javon Hargrave, they're all among the highest-paid defenders in the league right now because these teams have figured out we need that rock of Gibraltar in the middle of our defense so that we can play lighter boxes but also still not be at a severe disadvantage with a light box in the numbers game and devote that extra safety to playing too high shell. Uh, uh, Rod Baber's breaking it down. The football theorist, it is interesting you mentioned Javon Hargrave. He got his money in free agency last year from San Francisco. Yep. Who knew that they needed that dude um, because that's you – know, no, no one's ahead of the curve like Kyle Shanahan. And it does it does make perfect sense because you, you play a team like the Jets and Quinn Williams, you got to double the guy. I mean, I watch the – Got to. I mean, it's, he just is such a game wrecker. And, you know, when you have the coverage that they have with their, their safety, that, that's why they're one of the best defenses in this league, right? Got to have those guys. And so, yeah, Byron Murphy – uh, certainly to Vondre Sweat, because as you're watching him at the Senior Bowl, you know, these are the these are all-stars, right? These are the best players from their teams, and these are good programs, and he's just bum-rushing them uh, in these individual one-on-one drills. Now, it'll get tougher in the NFL, but that dude is so big and so strong. It's crazy. His bottom half is – Yeah. Um, it is – I mean, I, I always remember my buddy in high school, Sam Adams, who played oh, yeah, 15 years in him. Yeah, yeah, Sam. And Sam was also a state shot putter. He, he, he has this huge – Botox. Yeah, man. And it comes from his mother, by the way. His mom was a PE teacher in our district okay. when he was growing up. Because, of course, Sam's father played in the NFL for 15 years as a left tackle. But he got his mom's body type, and Sam was so strong in his legs. I mean, you could he, he would drive you. I mean, talk about, talk about uh, you know, power. Uh, yeah. That was Sam. And shot putter. Oh, man. Uh, and then, gosh. Great zero technique, one yeah. technique. Oh, man. Couldn't move him. You couldn't move him. Casey Hampton was that way, too. Yep. You, you take two guys now, and, and when they would put two guys on him, he still wouldn't move backwards. <laughs> no. He just he just was staying at the just strong at yeah. the point of attack. And guys, honestly, that makes you a great defensive tackle. If you can get double teamed and still not get pushed backwards, job done. You did your job. Well, you I, cleaned up. The, you cleaned up the look for everybody else. 
Well, our, my other high school buddy, Dan Neal, who played offensive line at Texas. Yeah, you go. Those, those two were on the same team. And Ooh. Dan will tell you that playing against Sam in, in practice in high school, that, oh. that, that, that helped him get to the NFL. Yeah. And be an All-American. Because right he that. said, I, I had to figure out how to block him. Because I'm not near as big or strong as him. If I could block him, sometimes. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had a chance. I had a shot. I had a shot. I had a shot. If I could block that dude, I, I ain't scared of nobody. No. No, seeing him those two would go at it. And I mentioned Shane Rink awesome. was on that team. That was a good team. Okay, so uh, – We won some playoff games, man. We, just, uh, did, we lost to Marshall. Marshall uh, in East Texas. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. East Texas Marshall along the way <laughs> happens. Okay, so uh, good stuff from Rod and his rant. We've got some who said that for the end of the hour. Who We've said that? also got uh, keeping our eyes on this Dan Quinn watch. Uh, we're coming back. Let's hook him up with Ian Rod. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Only one spot left in that uh, coaching NFL head coaching game of musical chairs. Yeah. Uh, after yesterday's, the Seattle Seahawks go from having the oldest coach in the NFL to the youngest coach in the NFL. Yeah, Mike McDonald, who they call a defensive Sean McVay. Those are Ian Rappaport's words. He said he got it from... NFL like circles and front office folks who have interviewed Mike McDonald talk about how sharp he is. He's a defensive Sean McVay. And I believe Sean McVay, when he got the head coaching job, was the youngest head coach in, in NFL history at the time. Yeah. He took over for the Rams. He's only 32. Yeah, so if, he, if they're calling him a defensive Sean McVay, and that would make sense. Like I said, I like to hire more than I like Dan Quinn to the Seattle Six, and I like Dan Quinn, but you got to play the Shanahan offense. Twice a year, Sean McVay and Mike Shanahan, they run that offense better than any of the Mike Shanahan coaches. And Mike McDonald, in two years as D.C. with the Ravens, when he faces any branch of the Mike Shanahan offense, they are averaging 20.2 points per game against a Mike McDonald Ravens defense. Now, you got to construct it a different way, but he has figured out something. He has figured out something. Matter of fact, uh, if you go look at it only twice, has a Mike Shanahan offense against Mike McDonald scored more than 30 points. No, that makes sense. Twice I mean, out of the 13 games that I look at. And if you count Andy Reid's offense, all right, and what they did in the playoffs uh, just uh, last week, and you count that Detroit offense, because Ben Johnson's seen as one of the brightest offensive minds out there, um, I mean, he, he only uh, he held them to 6 and 17 points. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I mean, it, it, it's personnel to go with scheme, so he's going to have to add some pieces to that Seattle defense because one of the things about the, the Ravens is they're they're stocked with really good players. Yes, they are, um, which which helps, right? But at the same time, scheme. Once you have good players, you got to have the scheme. But Schneider's a great GM, and he's that's been drafting exactly right. really well on no, defense that's right. for them. I think that's a good. I mean, that could be like Les Snead and Sean McVay yep. with the Rams. I mean, that's a really good combination. Houston fans hope that the. You know the the Nick Casario, D'Amico Ryan's you know group continues to to flourish like that because D'Amico Ryan's is the defensive guy, but he brought in a Mick Shanahan that's offensive true. mind, right? Yep. And that's what you see, like when the like Raheem Morris uh, uh, yep. with the Rams doing the same with the Zach Falcons Robinson. doing the exact same thing, yep. going to get Zach Robinson from Sean McVay's staff. Uh, you would imagine if Dan Quinn gets the Washington job, he will look for a McShanahan oh, yeah. disciple. He did a great job hiring. Listen, going going from Kyle Shanahan to to Steve Sarkeesian. Considering now what we know about Sark and his offensive mind, that that's those two of the most modern uh, offensive play callers in football today. There's no reason to think that Dan Quinn wouldn't stay on that track if he got he gets a head coaching job. So, which well, it could be some talking about nepotism, but divi- like divisional nepotism could be happening if uh, if Dan Quinn leaves. And now, if you're the Cowboys, you're dealing with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator of the Eagles, mm-hmm. 
who knows a lot about the the deep intel of your quarterback and your offense, and at least the personnel. Uh, and of course, he's the offensive guy, but he can share that with the defensive side and Vic Fangio. And then, you know, you'd have Dan Quinn in the division twice a year. And there's talk that if Dan Quinn goes that Ron Rivera would be, in, would be a candidate for the defensive coordinator job with the Cowboys. Now, would Ron Rivera want to go from head coach on the last two occasions back to D.C.? That's the question. Dan Quinn did it. Yeah, Dan, and, he, and it worked out well for Dan so It has worked out. Yeah. Because Dan Quinn has, like, became a hot commodity and has actually turned down opportunities each of the last two years. He now, can't, can't do that anymore. Now he's got to take one. you got to take one. <laughs> he, turns, he turns this uh, coaching carousel down um, in this cycle. He probably won't get another sniff next cycle. No. And, and listen, I think he's looking at coaches like Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel, who, you know, didn't get as much attention in this coaching uh, cycle, head coaching carousel cycle as we thought they would. They might be looking to the next one as well. We know Ben Johnson is going to be a part of the next head coaching uh, carousel cycles uh, next season. So you already got a couple of names out there that are going to potentially be, I think, considered more sought after than Dan Quinn's um, in the next round. But we don't know. Bill Belichick only got one interview. A lot lot of people thought, including myself, he'd get more than one interview. That was not the case. So the NFL, maybe I think it's something about defensive coaches too that are – there and I, it sounds like Mike McDonald is exceptional. We just talked about him, but I do think the NFL is trending away from defensive coordinators as head coaches. They're trending away from it, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but they want guys who know how to maximize or rehabilitate or resuscitate a quarterback skill set, and that's why I think a lot of these guys have gotten these jobs lately, and that's going to continue to be the case because nothing's more important than your quarterback playing well. Period. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, all right, so uh, good stuff there. We're keeping an eye on this Dan Quinn thing. If it's going to happen, he had a second interview yesterday. It's probably going to happen pretty quick. And we said yesterday that uh, you know, when Dan, when uh, Mike McDonald, who met with Ravens or with Seahawks officials in Baltimore on Tuesday and then was flying to Seattle on Wednesday, it was probably going to happen. And you don't get on the plane to go to go to out there unless you're finalizing a deal. If you had a meeting the day before, uh, you would think, think the same for Dan Quinn at this point because the, the Washington – look, the senior bowl's going on. I mean, you want your coach of your team at these at these all-star games. You need to be down there watching these players. And, um, you know, the, 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 the offseason has begun, and you need to get your coach in place, especially with a new owner. You don't want to rush it, but at the same time, you want to get a coach coach in place. Uh, Rod, now you're going to have to leave the show again here coming up. You've got yeah, uh, Dr. Early. Greg Eckert. Dr. You. Dr. U. So you left her last year to go see Dr. U. Went to go see Dr. U. Did some. Did I tell you it's such a great place, man? Hanging out there? It's a good place. It's awesome. I had a great time. Anna and the team. They're so so cool and they're great. And they did a great job. Went there for just checkup and cleaning and did some x rays. And uh, Dr. U thinks I got to get the wisdom teeth removed. Oh. Yeah, they got to come out. That's what what I was told. And it's weird because my my mom and dad both have theirs. And I have had mine, never had any issues. And still not having that big of an issue, but. He he's like they gotta they gotta come out they're gonna they're gonna be very troublesome for you coming up here very soon so they gotta go which means so you gotta go in and get some go get I gotta go a consultation yeah for an oral surgeon today oh, oh yeah and then pretty soon yeah they're going to knock me out oh yeah knock me out and, and they I think they're gonna extract all of them 
That's a painful deal. I've not oh, done it it's now. It's gonna be brutal. I am 51 and still have my wisdom teeth and my tonsils. I know my wife. I got my tonsils still, and Me I too. thought I'd have my wisdom. My wife still has her uh, wisdom teeth, so it's weird. It's just yeah, mine started growing in like sideways. Well, that's good. It starts pushing on your other yeah, teeth. Yeah, so that's that's why it's like they gotta go. Mm, so I, I, hate I hate to hear that. Oh man, it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> Because then it takes time to heal, and then I think you got, you know, you got to eat certain things while it heals and all it's that kind of stuff. a lot of straw eating, oh, applesauce. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. And I think I got to take like a couple of days, but I think I'll be able to come in and work, but I just might, might I'll just be mm. in the pain, relative pain. Those are some of the funniest like videos ever when they put people on camera and they I know. just have their teeth and out. And then my wife is going to have access to me basically on truth serum <laughs> while she drives me home, which I'm not looking forward to that. She's a smart one. She's going to be grilling me like a law and order. I'm on the stand because she knows that, you know, you, you're loopy like that after that you know, sedation. You know, you'll say, you'll, you'll tell me they didn't want to hear. I mean, that's, I'm, so I'm. I'm not looking forward to that either. She's definitely going to be prying me for information. <laughs> she's like asking, a lie detector test. Oh, she's definitely going to be asking me a lot of stuff. I actually need a third party there to keep me, to keep me from saying something stupid. <laughs> My wife is there asking me questions in the car. Or I'll pick you up. Yeah, maybe, maybe I need you to come pick me up. <laughs> I'll come get you. I'm telling you, man, because I'm not looking forward she to that. She's got a little baby at home anyhow. Tell, her, tell, her, tell your boy you come get you. That might be what we have to do. She's going to video it too. <laughs> Try to make you look bad. Oh. oh, hey, look at Rod all over social media. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> look at all goofy. I'm not looking forward to Those it. Those are some funny videos, too. Oh, they're great. And you never remember them. Yeah. Never remember them. Uh, so, yeah, well, we'll look forward to. Uh, so, take care of yourself. Go see the dentist. La- La- laughing gas and Anastasia. Or, or, or how do you say it? Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. We like her, too. I, I, have like her a, too, yeah. I have a note on my medical record that I have to get, like, extra because i always wake up in the middle of whatever they're doing and start screaming so no it's happened the last two times i've gotten procedures done it's it's are you screaming because you see no i don't i never remember it i don't ever remember it but every time i like come to like when i got that nasal surgery last year it took way longer than they expected and towards the end of the surgery i don't remember it but they said i just woke up and started just sat up and started screaming and blood just sprang everywhere. So they were rolling me back to my room and I came to and all the nurses were looking at me like I was a like mental patient essentially. Like you're was, a demon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is crazy cuz I when I had surgery my shoulder surgery and one of the ones I had it in Duke, I woke up. I remember it too. I woke up and saw that my shoulder. into your shoulder. I saw it open. I saw I literally woke up and saw my shoulder oh, open, and man. I kind of remember the face of the doctor was like, "Oh ish," and then I kind of passed out again. I think they upped it. They upped the anesthesia, like my man Ty said. So I don't know. That's a great, I remember waking up in the middle of one of my shoulder surgeries though, and that freaks me out. Kind of freaks me out because you know you know they don't know how anesthesia really works. Like they don't know. They don't. They don't really know the exact. My mother is way allergic it to it. My when my yeah. mother has anesthesia, she she gets real bad. Yeah. Uh, it's like she gets sick. They know that it works, but it's still one of like uh, one of the most mysterious elements of our, you know, of our modern technology and medical technology. That they don't know exactly. They know that it works. They just don't know exactly how it works with every person. I'm trying to think, because I've never, I've never spent a night in a hospital, Ron. Not for me. I've never had to spend have, the night. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm fortunate. I'm jail and hospital. Now I stayed in the hospital when my kids were born, uh, so I stayed overnight, but uh, not for me. Like I've never been hooked up to all the stuff yeah, and I've sleeping in the hospital. Too many times for me. Yeah, you're right. I, that's, that's that's good, man. You got good luck. You ain't, you, that's you, good luck. You've never been in a car accident. You say I have. That? I Wait, have. You're not, not driving. Yes. Not driving. You never been in one while you're driving. Nope. And yeah. I 
I, I, I was at the hospital all night, but not in the in the yeah. in the bed. Unfortunately. Yeah. So yes, that was very lucky on my part. Well, uh, that's very lucky. Jail and, and hospitals. Well, that's just good decisions too. Jail is <laughs> that's not all luck. That's just you making better decisions than most of us. Most of us make bad decisions and end up going to jail as a result of it. This guy uh, said, "Guys, Rod, it ain't that bad." The Marine Corps they just gave us Motrin. Damn. Ooh. Damn. I will say the oral surgeon will tell you. I think it depends on how. Just how out Motrin is say keep it moving. How, how much they got to dig in there to extricate those wisdom teeth? Is it really how severe the pain will be? This is no anesthesia for me. I was awake the whole time. Ooh. Oh, come on! Do an extraction? No way. Oh, no way, man. No you, way. That's like torture. Well, when Doctor Eckert, you'll probably pass out from pain. When Doctor Eckert was just doing my teeth restoration last fall, I was uh, I took a little a little uh, sedative, Ugh. and then they gave me the. What do you call it? Just the, uh, the, the nitrous. The nitrous. Just the, oh, gotcha. And I was just like in. But they locally numbed my, my uh, gum so they could do it. Local anesthetic. And yeah. I could feel that was going to hurt like hell if I could feel that. Because it's not the way they were pulling on I could feel the it. pressure. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, all the stuff they were doing, that was going to hurt. But they localized it. And then I was just, it was like a couple of margaritas later. Yeah, just, feeling good. Woo. I know. See, yeah, that's why you got to. Don't turn knock, that off. They got to knock me out, man. Knock me out and give me the good stuff. Give me the good, good stuff because I don't want to remember anything. No, you want to wake up and it's over. I want to wake up and so, and so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be in just the worst pain I've been in in a long time. Yeah. It'll probably feel like my NFL surgeries. I had three three shoulder three surgeries. Three shoulders. And so it'll probably feel something like that. I mean, you wake up just any any surgery like that where it's that invasive, just wake up just oh yeah thro- <laughs> throbbing. So, but I'll get some good drugs after that. That should be good. It is good. Good drugs. Powerful okay. ones. So that's why I got to leave early. It sucks. <laughs> this one says, I was having a dentist procedure and woke up in the middle of it and started fighting the dentist. <laughs> you get off me, man. What you doing? That makes sense, though. That's your fight or flight, right? You wake up like, what the hell's going on? Why am I strapped down? What is this? Yeah. Oh, well, that's man. better than I, I'd rather wake up and not remember in the middle than I, like I had to when I broke my jaw a few years ago or got my jaw broken actually is what really happened. Um, I, they, they were like, yeah, we're, it was kind of a new age dentist. And he was like, yeah, we, we actually don't, we could put you under, but I'm just going to inject you with, uh, the numbing stuff. And they cranked my jaw back together and I could feel every, oh. feel my bones. Like, uh, it was terrible. Hold up, hold up, hold up. They, wow. So hold up. He just numbed it. You, he didn't knock you out. No. And my jaw, I had like, I had, back? I think I had like a 0.75 oh. inch gap in between my jawbone. Oh. And they, yeah. My mom was in the you. my mom was in the room and she said there was so much blood coming out of my mouth that or she passed out. I, I came out. I they finished and I walked out of the room and she was against the wall outside of the uh, the, uh, the you know the dentist's office. Like everyone was fanning her, giving her water because she fainted. <laughs> so, oh my god! It was terrible though. It was, I, it was still so painful even with the quote unquote numbing. Uh, I bet your pain tolerance must be pretty high. Your pain tolerance must be pretty high, Tom. Yes, you've been. Through, uh, I can. I'm, I, I've been known to to complain about. I, it might be high, but I definitely <laughs> complain. So that's. You'll hear about it. Yes, yeah. exactly. No, that's no. That none Ooh, of that's any fun. Set your jaw back. Why? I, oh man, I don't know. Did you did what, did you feel anything at all? Or did the numbing work? Did it work? No, I felt it, uh, and I could See, hear it. it. I could hear. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you just knocked me out, man. Knock me out. Wake me up when it's done when it's over. Wake me up when it's over, and I'll deal with the consequences. Then. Yes. Yes. Well, well, hate to hear that, but uh, glad you got Dr. Eckert yeah, on Dr. your Yeah, Dr. Hughes, if you've been like me, and then you've been, you know, a little bit irresponsible in the way you've been handling this, you haven't been going enough, and now you're thinking, oh, man, you know what? I'll just put it off a little bit longer. Don't. Don't. Don't put it off any longer. Oral hygiene is important. Yes, it is. Go see Dr. Hughes. Black buildup is it, a yep. problem, and of course, then it gets into your – you can get 
plaque buildup ends up in plaque in your in your bloodstream yes. and your heart and things yeah. of that nature. But also for things like that, and as I said, always with my teeth restoration I did with Doctor U, you know, if I had been going more consistently oh, me too. after I got out of college. I would have uh, known I was a teeth grinder, and yeah. I would have not ground my teeth down. I'm the same way. I had no idea that when yep. I slept, I ground my teeth. And he said, no, no, this is obvious. I don't have to do a sleep study on you. I can see it, uh, how it's happened. Uh, like, uh, you know, you, you could just see it through through the, the teeth. And so I, he, he immediately fit me for a mouthpiece so I don't grind my teeth anymore. But at the same time, damage done. So damage it's good. Done. Get on yeah. in there. Get on in there, folks. Don't, uh, don't be irresponsible about that. He's right. Uh, it's an easy right. thing to put off. It is, and I, I want to say if you want to go to a dentist that will put you at ease, I know some of y'all had fears about that. I have a little bit of fear going to the dentist's office. That's why, I, <laughs> you know, I, I put it off and, uh, you know, delayed it for a while. It's uh, Dr. Yu and his staff are fantastic. They really are. Like, they are pretty, they're pretty gentle. I, I You know, for, for dentists, they're really gentle. Oh, and great people there. They're great people. Yeah. And a great location. And, and, you know, unfortunately, remember we had the freezes a few years ago? They had yep. some big-time pipe damage. And it's pretty much all brand new now because the yeah. insurance came in and it looks great. And uh, well, that was a that was a tough situation because it yeah. was right coming right out of COVID. And then oh. they had that. But, uh, man, they are up and running. That's what messed crank. up my dentist stuff, too, was COVID. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go to any, like, doctor's visits or dentist stuff during COVID. I think a lot of Americans probably decide to procrastinate stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That, that point. Well, yeah. good luck, Rod. And uh, we'll come back. You, we'll play around to who said that, who uh, including that? some sound from the uh, current Texas head football coach. Uh, we'll hear that coming back. Also, in our next hour, We've got our friend Jerry Hamilton jumping on the show. G-Man. Jerry. You might have noticed Jerry was back on YouTube today. Yeah. Big announcement with Jerry we'll tell you about. Boom. Also talk some senior bowl with Jerry, the UIL realignment, and his observations of it, and some Texas football and basketball in our next hour. So go nowhere. Lock it in. Hook him up with Ian Rodby. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the Horn. Ooh, and this that. Who said it? Uh, Rod has had to leave to go get his wisdom teeth checked up. You know, he's going to have them taken out, so we had to go see the oral surgeon to uh, figure out how that's going to play out. Uh, he'll be back with us tomorrow. Somebody said, I got my wisdom teeth taken out while wide awake and then drove back home six hours. you got some tough dudes out there, I'm telling you. Uh, this is uh, high pain tolerance. Yes, that's true. This one says, uh, my wife's epidural didn't work on our firstborn. Ouch. Sorry about that. Hey, Ty, have I told you the story of my firstborn and an epidural? Have I told you that? Um, I have not. So I don't know we had our is. first. Well, epidural is where they numb you, numb the, uh, the entire so not undercarriage. No, they have to they have to stick a needle into your the spinal cord. That's what they do. Yeah, they're numbing you through this. Yes, it is unbelievable. And the way it worked out is my wife when I met her, uh, she was a, a nanny for triplets in addition to going to school, and so that was her job. And so and the it's funny because the family. They had one daughter, and then they had they, they went through the treatments to try to – because they, they couldn't get pregnant again. And then a lot of times when you do that, right, you're doing the implants, they ended up with three. Uh, they went from one to three, and then they had a fourth uh, like a year later. So they went from one child to four uh, to, to five kids in like a, a year and a half span. It's crazy. So she was their nanny, and they're still close friends of ours and whatnot. So how about this? But he's an, an, an uh, anesthesiologist, Rod, or Ty. So as, as a gift to her, when we were going to have our first, he said, you know, I'll come in and do it for free. I'll do your, your epidural. And uh, Nadine said, uh, my wife said she didn't, she didn't want it. She was doing it au naturel. She was going to be tough. 
And so we went to the hospital at like 10 o'clock at night, and there we were at about 2 in the morning in the middle of labor, and she says, call Larry. Like all of a sudden she realized she wanted it. <laughs> she wanted the epidural tie. Uh, she changed her mind. And I was like, it's the middle of the night. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, call him. So I called him and uh, woke him up from a dead sleep. And he, I, I told him what was going on. And he said, well, I got to be on a shift and by 5 o'clock in the so I'll be up there. And so how about this, Ty? This is, what you, this is why you just appreciate the hell out of doctors. He shows up and um, from a dead sleep like 30 minutes later, and he's sticking this however long needle into her back uh, to give her the, the – the epidural and I'm like oh my gosh um, and there's a lot of sensitive things going on in that spinal cord right there and just amazing and yep then she was numb and then we had uh, our oldest a couple hours later so yeah that's what an epidural is Ty. would she tough learn. it out tough it out with the other two well with Nolan who you know she didn't have time uh, she would have but we almost had the baby in the car so she was only in the, in, in the delivery room for maybe t- five minutes when we got there what so really? she did not. Yeah. what's that that's I feel like that's it's pretty fast Oh gosh! Well, I, I would, you know, I was doing the, sh- the morning show at the time with Bucky and uh, got the call and um, that it was I had to I had to run home and then we had to get cross town and traffic in the middle of rush hour to try to get there and um, yeah we I've told that story many times on the radio that she nearly gave birth on 360 because we had to get all the way out to the the hospital there in, nor- in Northwell right off 183 um, kind of across from Covert Ford that area out there you know and so. Yeah, Seton Northwest, and so yeah, we had to cross town in traffic, and she nearly had uh, our second in the car, and like so, I dropped her off, went and parked the car. By the time I got to the uh, delivery room, I was cutting the umbilical cord. He he was out, and he was done, and so hmm. no epidural with that one. And third one, she did. Yeah, third one she did. She she got the epidural because it just makes it easier. Well, so, yes, the the joy and. And miracle of childbirth. There you go. And and doctors and doctors and thank you, Doctor Dill, for uh, what he did for us that day. That was unbelievable. I mean, you just can't even like. I I called him, so I woke him up. I know he was dead asleep. Uh, and thirty minutes later, he's sticking a needle into her back, and I'm like, golly, uh, that is that's some serious serious talent right there. Hey, can we uh, play a little? Who said that? I want to play this for you. You'll know who it is. It's Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, yesterday, up in Frisco, Texas, Coach Sark was uh, inducted into the East-West Shrine Game Hall of Fame. If you don't know, before he was a coach, Sark was a player at BYU, and in 1997, he was a, a star player in the East-West Shrine Bowl as an all-star. And uh, here's Sark yesterday on you know where he was in his life in 1997 and what path he thought he would take, and now here he is as the head coach of the University of Texas. Some reflection there, um, because without those two men, I wouldn't be here today. Oh, as the head- my bad. All right, that's the second one we'll play. Let's play the one about his path. Going and- to be. Um, and at that time, I wanted to be a Joe Montana, you know, quite frankly. That, that was my idol. That's who I wanted to be. Uh, and in the end, I'm, I'm trying to be like Mac Brown and Daryl Royal, you know. So you never know the journey that you get on. Uh, but I do think these experiences – uh, sh- helped shape me to be the head coach that that, uh, that I am today. And so I'm very appreciative of the opportunities that I got through, through college, post-college, by some of the coaches that hired me along the way because they helped shape kind of how we go about our business today and my relationship with our players that we have today. Anybody right there. Thought he was going to be Joe Montana. He Now he wants to be Daryl Royal and Mac Brown. Pretty good quote there from Sark. One other from Sark. We heard a little bit of it to start, but uh, he, he was asked about um, you know reflecting on 
the, the end of the era of Nick Saban at Alabama, and then, of course, what happened with Pete Carroll in Seattle, two of his absolute mentors, and uh, here's Sark talking about Pete Carroll and Nick Saban, what they meant to his, his coaching journey. Some reflection there. Um, because without those two men, I wouldn't be here today as the head coach of the University of Texas. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful, thankful, humbled, honored. Um, all of those things, I've spoke to them both that day. Um, and I was celebrating them, I was congratulating them, quite frankly, on just a tremendous career that both of them have had, the impact that they've had on our game, uh, not only uh, at the collegiate level, but, but at the professional level. Um, in my opinion, you know, there, there's been, in all my era of coaching, there's been three um, of the greatest coaches of all time. And they're two of the three. When you look at Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick and what they've able, been able to accomplish. And I got to work for two of them. And they got, two of them got to be mentors for me. So hopefully I can, uh, I can lean into some of the wisdom that they gave me and, and find myself uh, winning a few more games because of that experience. They all right, there you go. Sark yesterday. And that game, by the way, the East-West Shrine Bowl is tonight, uh, 7 o'clock. You can watch that on NFL Network. It is uh, 7 o'clock, I believe, is the kick time. And we said Ryan Watson uh, will be playing in that. J.T. Sanders, Jatavia Sanders, who's from not far. He's from up there, over there in Denton, uh, Denton Ryan, coming out of high school. So he's not too far from his hometown playing in that, that all-star game. And then, as we said, the Senior Bowl is Saturday, and uh, their quarterbacks are featured today. So we're going to hear from Michael Penix coming up. I'm watching right now on the Senior Bowl on uh, NFL Network, the coverage. Uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix out there slinging the ball around. We'll talk some QBs. Also, we're going to talk to our friend Jerry Hamilton from uh, On Texas Football and, of course, On 3 Sports. Big announcement from Jerry coming up. Uh, talk some Texas football and basketball and the UIL realignment. Uh, what's been uh, surprising across the state this morning is uh, the biannual uh, announcements and realignments have been come, have come out about an hour ago. So we'll uh, get the very latest on that into our fabulous fifth hour on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby on 1019 AM 1260. Streaming always at hornfm.com and, of course, on the Horn app.